Yo, people, thank you for tuning in. It's your boy, Drew, from The Grateful Yardy, here to give you my thoughts on WrestleMania 37, which took place on Saturday, April the 10th, and Sunday, April the 11th, live and direct from Raymond James Stadium in Tampa Bay, Florida. So, let's go over to what happened on the card on night number one. On night one, we had the opening match was Bobby Lashley defeating Drew McIntyre to regain his WWE Championship. Natalia and Tamina defeated Lana, Naomi, Dana Brooke, and Mandy Rose, the Riot Squad, and Billy Kay and Carmella to advance to the tag team women's tag team championship match on night number two. Cesaro defeated Seth Rollins, AJ Styles, and Amos become the new Raw tag team champions after defeating the New Day. Braun Strowman defeated Shane McMahon in a tag in in a steel cage match. Let me get it right. In tag team action, the Grammy Award winning Bad Bunny. And his tag team partner, Damian Priest, were victorious over Miz and Morrison. And in your main event after night number one, Bianca Belair defeated Sasha Banks to become the new WWE SmackDown Women's Championship. So here's my thoughts, folks. I was a little bit surprised that Lashley won and kept the WWE Championship. I was glad that it happened because... It's good to see that Lashley is going to get a long WWE Championship run. The matches on night one were all good. Um, Amos in his match and his limited amount of time looked great. Bad Bunny looked amazing after putting in all the hard work and all the training that he did for the last couple months to be prepared for this match. Personal note, I got a little bit emotional, folks. A little tear drop from my eye in the Shane and Braun Strowman match. And people were like, well, why are, you, why are you busting out tears in that match? Because that match was centered around a very difficult, sometimes difficult thing to talk about that still goes on to this day in the world. It's called bullying and being called names and all that kind of stuff. So it really hit home with me when Braun... There was a spot where Braun, where Shane was outside of the cage and Braun ripped the cage open and brought him back in and threw him off the top of the cage. And he looked in the camera and said, I'm doing this. This is all for all the people that were ever called stupid, were ever bullied. This one for you. And then he power, he power slammed Shane and got the one, two, three, like I said, to open up this recording. Um, That's why I got emotional because it was a match built around bullying and I, as a victim of being bullied in my younger days, understand how important it is to have role models that won't stand up, will stand up for bullying. So the storyline worked. And I think over over the last couple months, I was very down on the Braun Strowman character. But after his performance on on WrestleMania on, on night number one, which was Saturday, I understand what the character is now. The character is more or less that lovable giant. We here in Canada had a show called the Big, the the Big Friendly Giant, and I think that's what Braun Strowman's character is to be that friendly giant for the kids to get behind and and love on him, just like how they did with um, 
Hillbilly Jim. Um, also, another point for me on night one that I teared up on was representation was very important to me in wrestling. In the last few months, especially in the WWE and across wrestling in general, we're seeing a lot more black wrestlers put in prominent positions. And with Sasha and Bianca, there was there was a cool spot where before the match started, you could see Bianca tearing up and Sasha Banks kind of calmed her down. But it wasn't the character Sasha Banks. It was Mercedes. I forget her last name. That's Sasha Banks' real first name. Like we're on a first name basis here. And you could tell that she was just telling Bianca to like, calm down. I understand this is a moment. And plus, this is the first time in one year, one month, one day that these performers were able to perform in front of a live crowd. So for Bianca, not only being a rookie, not only being called up during the pandemic to be on the main roster, winning the Royal Rumble, then being able to perform in a main event of a WrestleMania as a black woman for a major championship, I could understand why she was uberly overwhelmed and I was overwhelmed too because as a dad of black daughters this made me so proud because my kids if they decide to tune into professional wrestling as women they see somebody that looks like them in a main event picture and I was so proud and arguably this match the main event of night one was the best match of Saturday night's card or night one which was Saturday by far. Let me go into night number two, folks. Let me go over to night number two. And night number two started off with Randy Orton defeating The Fiend in six minutes. Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler regaining their women's, smack, or women's tag team championships against Natalia and Tamina. Kevin Owens over Sami Zayn. Sheamus defeated Riddle with an amazing looking spot. Broke hit spot to become the new... WWE United States Champion. Apollo Crews defeated Big E for and became the new Intercontinental Championship. Rhea Ripley beat Asuka to become the new Women's Raw Women's Champion. And in the main event, Roman Reigns defeated Edge and Daniel Bryan to regain his status as the Tribal Chief, head of the table, and your reigning and defending Universal Champion. First and foremost, why did Blood Clot Ross Poopa Jesus did the Fiend lose in six minutes? And you kept the Fiend off of TV for a long while to bring him back with all the pomp and circumstance. It was a cool entrance he had, the whole Jack in the Box thing, him coming out. People, there's so much speculation that that wasn't that wasn't really will um that wasn't the real Bray Wyatt. It was somebody else. It was a former champion, etc., etc., etc. All this stuff. I didn't care. Bray Wyatt should have went over in that match. Because you're returning. He's supposed to be this mystical strong character. And. He just jobbed him out in six minutes. So I wasn't a fan of it. Match. The entrance and everything was cool. But the match was horrible. Uh, with the tag team women's match. It delivered. Way above my expectations. And it wasn't just for. Shayna and Natalia. Actually, Tamina and Nia Jax did some amazing stuff. So, kudos to them on that match. The 
Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn was a total sprint match, but they didn't waste the time that they were given. It was a pretty much a G1 level pace, which is for all those who don't know what the G1 is, it's from New Japan Pro Wrestling. It's their yearly tournament, and the winner of the G1 Climax Tournament can then challenge for a title at Wrestle Kingdom. But that's the ma- the pace of that the pacing of that match was very quick. But they did what they had to do in the time that they were li- they were giving. The Riddle and Sheamus match they worked exceptionally hard, and the match was very strong on the card. And like I said, the spot that the bro kick out of the springboard backflip was amazing to look at. If you need to look at it, check out Twitter, check out YouTube, wherever you can. And it's up there. It's an amazing spot. Biggie and Apollo Crews worked their behinds off in a very good but short match. It was just a hardcore match, to be honest with you, that it gave a different name to. And Daba Kato from Raw Underground came up with a new name, which we didn't hear. And he's teaming or partnering up with Apollo Crews, which is the new IC champion. With the Rhea Ripley and Asuka match, this match was physical. It worked well. Rhea Ripley came off as a big star with the entrance that she had the band playing her theme music and uh, the, her reaction and the audience loved her. And it'd be cool to see a series of matches between Charlotte and or inserting Charlotte into this storyline with, with Asuka and Rhea Ripley. So cool. Uh, the main event was for Universal Championship. Roman Reigns, as I said, went over. The announcers credited Jay Uso for helping Reigns retain the championship. The finish was least expected. I didn't expect him to pin both guys the way that he did. But that arguably to me was the best match in night number two. And overall, night one to me was better than night two of WrestleMania. I think going forward, you should split up WrestleMania into two nights if you can. Maximize it as much as you can. Because when we did the six-hour marathon shows before the pandemic, there was a lot of burnout. When you split it up in two nights, it was better pacing, better understanding. Just hope that the guys on night two got a little bit more time, which they should have. But they, whatever time they did, like I said, they did the best that they could. My match of the weekend is the Sasha Banks. I have actually two. The Sasha Banks and and Bianca Belair match is my match of the weekend. But you could also put the Universal Championship match in there. The guy coming out of WrestleMania that I want to see them put the rocket on is he's on Friday Night SmackDown. It's Cesaro. To me, he looks like a major star after his win over Seth Rollins. Um, with the Edge, with Edge and Brian losing in the main event, there's so many different ways you can go. Brian and Edge could have a one-on-one match. Edge can get his one-on-one match with Roman Reigns. So there's a plethora of different places we can go with Roman being the champ. I said this before: Roman Reigns needed to be the champ for a little bit longer, and I'm glad that they kept the belt on him. I'm glad at the way they even made him look uber menacing by pinning them. Combined, stacking them up and pinning them, even though he needed Jay Uso's help. And that's another story that you can play down the line with Jay Uso and all that kind of stuff. But overall, with everything after Mania is a wait and see. Usually Mania is the 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 end of one season, the start of a new. So, people, thanks for listening to my thoughts on WrestleMania 37. And now Let's get back to regularly scheduled programming.
Heavy balloons and invite your friends. Seat belts back on, yeah, strap them in. Look at me, everybody, I'm smiling big. On a road right now that I can't predict. Tell me, tone that down, but I can't resist. Y'all know that sound, better raise your fist. The search begins, I'm back, so enjoy the trip. Huh? Yo, Bredgen's friends across the pond and around the world, welcome to the Grateful Yardy Presents Raw in a 30 minute or less. It's your boy Drew giving you the lowdown on the April 12th, 2021 edition of Monday Night Raw, which is the Raw after WrestleMania. By God, has time flied. But before we get into what happened on Monday Night Raw on April 12th, 2021, I know I'm being redundant by saying that. You can always find me on Twitter at DWrestling99, on Instagram. Drew underscore wrestling 99. Hey, and if you want to be a little old school and hit me up with an email, that is Mr. Drew Wrestling 99. So 9 and 9 at gmail.com. All right, let's jump in at the thing, man. So we start the show with Lashley and MVP welcoming people in the back. Then Riddle rolled by on his full full cycle and he challenges Lashley to a match. Lashley then reiterates and says, Yo, you got your ass whoop up. You got broke by Sheamus last night and last year United States Championship. So why the Ross are you coming and stepping to the almighty WWE champion? Riddle says it's something about his braces that make him signal aliens. Blood clot. If your braces make you see UFO, I know your braces. I some good cushion I'll call your depan. But that's another day, another time. Then Lashley says, Me not go ramp with nobody lesser. Then Riddle says, So, you, Lashley, you said that anybody can, has a chance of being the WWE champion. And Lashley said, You take that out of context. Lashley and MVP look bent up. And Riddle kept talking until Lashley rammed him head into the handlebars of his idiot cycle. And then Lashley told Riddle, Me go teach you a blood clot lesson later tonight. And MVP look word. So on Raw this on Raw we have a new announced crew. Well, we have two new people to the announced crew. Samoa Joe is gone. Uh, Todd Phil or yeah, Todd Phillips is gone. Now we are our new lead announcer on Monday Night Raw is Toronto's own Adnan Vert. You've probably seen him on the Score back in the day. You've probably seen him on the MLB Network if you're a baseball fan. From over from SmackDown. Friday Night Smackdown, Corey Graves is moving over to Monday Night Raw. And Byron Saxon that stays where he at. So, and Adnan Verk stated to the other two, Graves and Saxon, that he's, they're going to have to carry Adnan tonight because obviously this is his first night and his first time calling professional wrestling. But before we get into the first match, Lashley threw Riddle into the barricade and then throw him backside in the ring. The ref checked on Riddle. And started the match, which is match number one at the night. Bobby Lashley going up against Riddle. And the finish of this match came when Lashley just put Riddle in the hurt lock and got the win. And your winner is the almighty WWE champion, Bobby Lashley. Then, Kevin Patrick is in the back and he welcomes Rhea Ripley. And congratulates her on her championship win at WrestleMania. And asked her about... Her defending that said belt 24 hours after she winning it. Then Ripley says it's all about confidence and the confidence that allowed her to challenge and beat Asuka for this said belt. Rhea then says what we witnessed last night was the brutal new order of the women's division. 
Rhea Ripley continues and says that she's going to prove once again that Rhea is ready for Asuka. Then we go off and pay some bills. Then we come back from paying the bills then. And we're going to match number two, which is Cedric Alexander, Shelton Benjamin versus the Viking Raiders, which we haven't seen for a long time. The finish of this match came when the Viking Raiders hit the Viking experience on Cedric Alexander for the victory. Then Asuka's in the back warming up and Kevin Patrick approaches her and asks her about last night, and which was at Mania. Asuka said Ripley brought the fight. Now it's Asuka's turn to build, bring the fight. Asuka starts yelling stuff in Japanese. Then said last night was a nightmare, but she's ready for Rhea and will once again be the Raw Women's Champion. And then we go off and pay some bill. Then we come back from Bill Payne and it's Charlotte cutting a promo and she says she wasn't welcomed at WrestleMania. She says she knows what people thinking that she missed one but she's been on five of them already. She calls herself the franchise. She says what she does in the ring is sacred to the Flair family. She continues to state that it wasn't her fault that Asuka needed a partner. It wasn't her fault that her, her Popa Rick Flair was acting like a idiot. It wasn't her fault that uh, Lacey Evans got pregnant and she couldn't brush up Lacey Evans' face. And then uh, Charlotte continues and says she challenged Asuka to a match at WrestleMania, but Asuka did not reply, left her on a red. Um, then the snake of the women's division, Rhea Ripley, came in and took the opportunity and boom, a star is born. Then Charlotte ends the promo by saying no more Mr. Knight, Mrs. Nice Charlotte Flair and they're going to need to show Charlotte all the respect for everything that she's done in the world of professional wrestling. Then we go into match number three, which is a rematch from WrestleMania for the Raw Women's Championship. Asuka, the challenger, going up against the new champion, Rhea Ripley. And the match ended in a no contest because Charlotte Flair interfered. Then we see Miz in the back, and he's they talk they see Maurice. They ask Maurice what she's doing here. They say, or Morrison says that, let me get it right. <laughs> Miz and Morrison are in the back and they're approached by Maurice, which is the Miz's wife. Morrison asked Maurice, what the roster is she doing, Yasso? See, may I get it right? Morrison said he knew that all along that Maurice was there to be their guest. We see a video that Alexa's playground is coming up next. So I got a little confused and said, what the roster? So that means we're not getting the fire from... Fire fun, Firefly Funhouse segment that they advertised earlier. Kind of confused, but then we go off and pay some bills. When we return from paying the bills, them Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler are in the back re-watching Mandy Rose slip at WrestleMania because it was raining and they didn't mop up the, the floor, clean up on aisle number 10, bring them up. Um, Rose approached, then Nia dismissed Shayna Baszler. Rose says it was embarrassing but funny. And she could laugh at herself. Rose then said, it's funny, like when you don't see it coming. And she gave one blood clot box. These girls in WWE know how to give a box, though. And box Nia Jax. Then they, Nia Jax got jumped by Dana Brooke. And they threw Nia Jax into a cart. Then we go to the Alexa playground. Alexa's on her swing. And she said she had a whole heap of fun down at WrestleMania. And said that people are wondering why she did what she did. 
And she pretty much tells the story about her being in the darkness and she nurtured, the darkness nurtured and protected her and taught her everything that, that he knew, which is the fiend. Then Alexa continued on and said the darkness went away. Pretty much meaning when the fiend did burn up by the hands of Randy Orton. And then Alexa Bliss said she wondered if the little girl might have not needed the darkness after all. And then Alexa asked if the female species is the most deadliest on earth. I believe so. But we know that along the way she has unlocked some true something truly evil. And she introduced her new bridging, Lily, a creepy doll that looks like her from in a playhouse form. Then we returned from commercial break and Ms. Gave his usual introduction. Miz asked his wife, Maurice, what the rash are you doing here to reiterate if you didn't see the the earlier segment? Um, Maurice says that it's the premiere of Miz and Mrs. right after Monday Night Raw on the USA Network. Miz, or Morrison asked if they could get a spinoff called MMM because they're all M's. Miz says that everyone is talking about how he turned Bad Bunny into a bona fide WWE superstar. Maurice says that Miz is too giving. Morrison says that they are both too giving. Miz then shifted to some still shots from the match at WrestleMania and Bad Bunny looked incredible because of Miz and Morrison. Then Damian Priest's music hits and he comes out without Bad Bunny. Priest says even as a tag team partner, he does not want to take away from the accomplishments of Bad Bunny. Priest says Bunny worked hard day and night to perform. Uh, Priest said that Miz said Bunny didn't belong, but the headlines read that Bunny beat Miz. Miz angrily asked, where is Priest's name and image? Miz says if he wants some of the star power to rub off on Priest, and he challenges Priest to fight. And Morrison says he had the same idea. They fought over before Maurice interrupted and says that they could fight him both. Priest says he knows what's going on here. They're idiots. He accepts the handicap match before they can even challenge him. And walks. he walks down to the ring as Miz and Morrison contemplate or complain. They complain, bag of complainers, that they still have on their Chris-looking suit them. Then... Match number four tonight is Miz and Morrison with Maurice in Adekana versus Damian Priest in a handicap match. And the finish of this match came when Morrison and Priest were at the top turnbuckle. Priest fought um, Morrison off. Priest then kicked Morrison off, climbed up again, and hit an avalanche spinning heel kick for a two count. Morrison fought off Priest. Brian tagged. Priest then hit his finisher, hit the lights. Morrison, or not Morrison, the Miz looked. For the skull-crushing finale, Priest countered, but Maurice held onto Miz's feet to help him. She rose to the apron, distracted Priest, and Miz rolled up Priest using the ropes for the victory. Then we're in the back again, and Nia Jackson, Shayna Baszler are back there, and Patrick, hardest-working man on Monday Night Raw tonight, approached them and replayed what happened earlier, which was the box and slip. Nia Jax says, was it really, Ross, necessary to play that thing again? Nia says, regardless, that was a cowardly act to deflect from the blooper. Nia says, mission completed because after they beat them, they're going to give them no, the beating that they're going to get from Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler, which is Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke. No one will be talking about Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke. Then we go into match number five and... It's Nia Jax, Shayna Baszler going up against Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke in a non-title match. And Nia Jax and 
Shayna Baszler are your winners. Then we go into a promo. Promo. Like a light show. Uh, McIntyre says he's man enough to admit that the first mistake he allowed himself to get distracted by MVP. How are you going to make a next man distract you from your goal of winning the WWE Championship? Minano. It should be the guy in the ring you're kind of focused on. But Drew says... MVP is right about the hurt lock, but there is not a man on the planet Earth who can humble Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre says he wants to keep on this path, keep growing Bobby Lashley's ego in the fancy suits and the pretty little sunglasses, keep milking that cow because Drew wants Lashley's head as big as possible and on the highest pedestal so that when Lashley fails or falls as far as possible, once Drew hits the Claymore. Drew gets into MVP's face. MVP says he respects him. And McIntyre should choose his words very wisely. MVP says everything must be earned, not given. Then Braun Strowman showed up and said he agreed with MVP. And that Drew should go in the back of the line. Because Strowman beat, uh, beat Shane at WrestleMania. Then... Randy Orton came out, and then MVP yells, What's going on here, man? Randy Orton says, The Fiend and Alexa Bliss are finished so that Randy Orton can focus his attention on becoming the WWE champion once again. And then Adam Pearce pretty much said, These three are going to be in a triple threat match, and the winner of the triple threat match will face the almighty WWE champion at WrestleMania Black Backlash. Then there's a bag of long talking from... Elias and Jackson Riker about Shane McMahon and then there's a promo by the New Day and that, that takes us into match number six which is the New Day versus Elias and Jackson Riker and pretty much the finish came when Kofi Kingston tagged um, Woods in they hit the daybreak for the victory then there's a promo pretty much reiterating what Randy Orton said earlier that he was caught up with The Fiend and Alexa Bliss for six months. So, but they're done. So now he can focus on the WWE Championship. And then they give us a hype video for the Firefly Fun House. And then we go pay some bills. We come back. We're in the Fire Fun, Firefly Fun House. Let me get that right. Music played. And we have Mercy the Buzzard, Huskis the Pig, Abby the Witch are all showed before Rambling Rabbly proudly presents... The return of Bray Wyatt. Bray walks through the door laughing and happy. Bray says hello to the fi his fireflies and says it's good to be back in the funhouse with his true friends. Abby was a bleep out of it, Wyatt said. Witches be wildin'. Then Ramblin' Ramblin' said it's going to be so moody around her, around here without her. Then Wyatt grabbed Rambling Rabbit, kissed him. Tossed him aside. Bray says they'll have always have each other. Bray also says that he feels great and thinks this can be a new start, a new season, new friends, and a new me. Bray says he felt reborn, danced around, and he did a healing preacher gimmick for a bit. Bray says everything is fine because he shall return. Bray says no more clout chasing in this simulation. Bray was pretty over the top before he waved goodbye. Then we go into the main event of the evening, folks. That is the number one contender triple threat match, which was Drew McIntyre 
Braun Strowman, Randy Orton. The winner of this match becomes the number one contender and gets to face the almighty WWE champion at WrestleMania Backlash. The finish of the main event came when Randy Orton then set up for the RKO, pounding on the mat and hit McIn and hit it. McIntyre then hit a claymore onto Orton and covers Strowman for the win. So Drew will face Lashley in a rematch next month. After match, MVP came out. Then T-Bar and Mace from the group Retribution, the former group Retribution, appeared and delivered a double choke slam to McIntyre. They left the ring and looked from the top of the ramp and they showed replays. McIntyre sold the move as the show ended and MVP and Mace and T-Bar looked on. So that was the end of uh, Monday Night Raw. Let me get that out. That was the end of Monday Night Raw, which is the Raw after WrestleMania, which is always big. But to me, this week, this one was a little lackluster. The start of the show with Lashley showing his dominance, dominance was good. Glad to see that Cedric and Shelton are still teaming without being a part of the Hurt business. It's awesome that the Viking ratings came back. Also, cool to see Charlotte's turn and promo make sense. I didn't like that Damian Priest lost after his big win with WrestleMania. Seems like Alexa Bliss is doing this whole teacher versus student thing with The Fiend. And maybe this is her character going forward, which I'm all for. Bray Wyatt looks to be black because I love the Bray Wyatt character. I'm just going to watch and wait and see to see where they go with it. I don't have a problem with Drew earning his rematch. It's okay with me. But I'm just not sure with T-Bar and Mage. Are they joining the Hurt Business after they were feuding with the Hurt Business when they first came into the company? So I'm a little confused. I'm okay with the new Raw commentary team. Spice it up, freshen it up, all good. Um, overall, on and all, it was a decent Raw after WrestleMania. So the next time my people, my brethren, them hear me talk to things about professional wrestling will be a new edition of the Bifuyardi presents AEW Dynamite in a 30 minutes or less. These shows are available on Spotify, on Apple, and Google Podcasts. And when you're over at those platforms, hit the subscribe button. Show your boys some love. I enjoy doing this, and I will continue to do it. Big ups to all my listeners from Canada, USA, around the world. I love you. Thank you, and I appreciate it. And until next time, my people, my brethren, them, God bless Stay safe and remain grateful. Peace.